What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk, the podcast. I am Money, your friendly tickle booty. Oh, oh my God. Are you, you're pleased with yourself, aren't you? I am. Thanks, Ja Rule. Yeah, thanks. Shout out, yeah, to Ja Rule for that and for calling 50 Cent a power bottom. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's happening there, but I hope that they can work that out. Lovers quarrel. Or uh, who knows? And I'm Nikita, and this week I am your friendly neighborhood printing and copying bad bitch. I was making a flyer at work the other day, and I felt (laughs) extremely pleased because I figured out how to create a half-page double-sided flyer. So I'm basically Kinko's, but in the (laughs) the bad bitch version. (laughs) Okay. Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vow to sight, my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light. I'm loving your soul. They hate you, replace you, take you, but know that you go. Worldwide from every continent. I just want you to jig a little bit. Move them hips, feel that bliss. Hug your sis, make a fist. Don't resist your temptation. You're amazing, no limitation. My favorite in this matrix. We move by your vibration, and that's love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love. You love. All right, so. Yeah, get your own notes. <laughs> no, I know. I know, but I'm just like, how do I start this? Like, so money. It feels so long since we've done this. It's really not. All right. So y'all can find us on Twitter at Queer Walk Pod. And that's also the Instagram, Queer Walk Pod. The Instagram. You done? Yep. Okay. Uh, You can hit us up where it all started on the Tumblr at QueerWalk.com. You can send us an email at QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. Or go over, and if Facebook is your preferred platform, which I don't know whose it still is. Okay, that was rude. A, no, I mean, well, there's not a character limit, so I understand. Um, we're on Facebook at Queer Walk the Podcast. So no, excuse like me. A, it's Queer Walk oh my gosh. colon the podcast. There, we're the only page. <laughs> well, wherever you are finding us on social media... As we always say, please be sure to use the hashtag QueerWOC. Yeah. Y'all know how hard it is to connect and create community as a queer woman of color. So use the hashtag to connect us, you know. And um, y'all have been really uh, blowing up the emails and we love it. And it's just two of us. uh, And, you know, uh, we're very busy, but we are really adamant about making sure that we respond to y'all thoughtfully. So keep the emails coming. Um, It's been really great um, to see what y'all think. And um, we're just learning a lot from y'all. So, yeah, keep sending those emails to the Gmail. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to hate on your jingles because I surely could not come up with one last episode. so. So you can listen to the podcast. On SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Yes. And drum roll. For what? What are we drum rolling? 
just the donations oh, and community okay. contributors. I didn't know what you was about to... Okay, go ahead. Obviously, somebody actually, a part of this podcast, appreciates... <laughs> I do appreciate. But what are we drum rolling for? So, because I didn't know where you were headed with that. So I would just like like to thank everyone yeah. who donates because you keep Queer Walk going. Exactly. Like we have to pay the SoundCloud bills yeah. in order to keep it unlimited so that we can, you know, post the episodes. Uh, something, again, that deserves a drum roll. It does. Because if y'all didn't do that. You know, and now we we don't share headphones anymore. So y'all are really like giving some material changes material in the quality changes. Yes. of Queer Walk. So shout out to y'all. And so uh, remember, if you want to become a patron and become a sustainer of the program, you can go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Queer Walk Pod. And uh, we have three different levels, uh, the community contributor, the baddie, and the lord. Uh, go ahead and click one of those. Um, we would love it. If, and again, that helps us uh, to have ongoing cash flow in the bank account. And trying to get, we're still trying to get to merchandise. Like Nikita is determined for it to be union made, which is not going to be cheap. Right. Like, I mean, we could get stuff for 15 cents, but we know that people get exploited when things are made for 15 yes, cents. So Exactly. Um, yeah. And, our, and make sure y'all are putting in your mailing addresses because the stickers are printing. They're, like, on their way. On so their if way. you are currently a patron, make sure we can, like, send you stickers. And if for some reason, you just come into a windfall of money and you just want to do a one-time donation. It's tax season. I'm about to say, go ahead and set aside about 5-10% of that refund and give it to your favorite podcast or one of your favorite podcasts. And so you can um, give us a one-time donation at paypal.me slash queerwalk. Yeah. So give us your money. Yes. We'll put it to good use. We promise. Money, do you want to tell the listeners who the Queer Walk of the Week is? Sure. So, this week's Queer Walk of the Week is Hanine Makey, and I hope that I did not butcher the pronunciation of that. I think I'm pretty good, though, because, like, you know, with a name like Montanique, you kind of got to get good at pronouncing shit. So, um, and we wanted to shout out Hanine because uh, she's a Palestinian uh, queer baddie. And she's the co-founder and director of Alcause, which is um, the sexual and gender diversity in Palestinian society grassroots organization. Um, She she also wrote this survival kit for a Palestinian lesbian. It uh, has three parts. The first part is, like, really touching. I'll put the link in the description. Um, And so, yeah, she's just been doing, like, you know, baddie, badass uh, Palestinian um, organizing against the pinkwashing that Israel promotes. And Nikita's going to talk to us a little bit more about pinkwashing. But um, basically... uh, the way that Israel tries to erase all the atrocities that they've yeah. done to Palestinians and continue to do by occupying Palestine, um, she pushes back against that. You know, you know, we always talk about like living at these intersections. So being Palestinian and queer, right. and how um, pride in Tel Aviv has become like this, sure, you know, destination for yeah. white queers across the planet. Right. You know, uh, and calling for a boycott of that with, you know, in line with the BDS uh, movement. So, you know, just has been doing incredible work. So we wanted to um, highlight her. And as as we were getting ready for this week's episode, Nikita was talking about highlighting more people who are sort of unsung 
And I definitely agree with that. Yeah. You know, uh, not that we don't love the people who are sung and they, you know, sure. they give them all their roses, but there are other names that we don't get to hear as much. And so, um, you know, we really wanted to start to bring those to the forefront too. So yeah, just big shout out again to Hanine. I'll put a link in the description box to an article that she wrote, um, that will explain more because I mean, <sighs> When it comes to, like, solidarity with Palestine mm-hmm. and, like, all the shit that Israel doing, it really gets layered and... Yeah, definitely. Like, you kind of got to put it in context, right? So, uh, like, protesting pride as, uh, you know, Palestine goes into the 51st year of being occupied. Mm-hmm. Like, you you have to just... You have to get a little bit of background. And there's no way I could do all of that a good service in... Like a segment. Sure, so, sure. so I'm going to just link y'all. It's a short article. You can read it quick and um, just learn some shit and see how much of a baddie Hanin is. So, yeah. Yeah. So, shout out to Hanin. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Nikita. So, it's your turn to shout out the, the community contributors. All right. So... Who are the community contributors? Well, I'm so glad you asked who the community (laughs) contributors are because I have the list right here. (laughs) (laughs) No, Corny. I I meant like what is a community contributor? Like how can someone become a community contributor? You can become a community contributor by giving us a $25,000 donation. (laughs) No, I'm playing. I'm kidding. So, um... You can become a community contributor by um, leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or, um, you know, sending us an email or sending us something in the uh, Instagram DMs. Just anytime that you're um, contributing to our community, exactly. that makes you a community <laughs> contributor. Right. And also, um, like we were mentioning earlier, if you want to um, become a sustainer of the program, these are also folks that are patrons. So when they donate to the Patreon, that's another way that you become a community contributor. Mm-hmm. So who has done that in the past few weeks? So our new patrons are Khadijah. So shout out to Khadijah. Hey, Khadijah. Thanks. Thank you, thank you so much. I and feel like this. she's a, a two-time contributor. Right, right, yes. right, right. Thank you. So, there are no qualms or complaints here. <laughs> Thank you, Khadijah. And we also got um, uh, our, our new, another new patron is Jay from Tea with Queen and Jay. Janicia F. Janicia F. So shout out to Jay. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, next, I hope I don't butcher it, but I think it's uh, Marusia. 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 Yeah. So thank you, Marusia. And please don't uh, cancel it because I butchered your name. I just, know. just send me the phonetic. <laughs> and we'll get it next time, we promise. <laughs> and um, another new patron for uh, this week is Catalina. We have four new patrons. Four new patrons. Oh. We're almost at 20. We're growing. We're one shy of 20. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I mean, you trying to be that number 20? Okay. <laughs> I don't... I don't know what you're trying to turn this into, but sucking at it. No. <laughs> oh my god. I'll cut that. You I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so inappropriate after we just talked about consent. So I said or something. I'm sorry, go ahead. So yeah, shout out to our all of our new patrons. And we also have a new review on Apple Podcasts. 
And this review, entitled Five Stars, Five Stars, Five Stars, comes from Esh122. Oh, sorry. What's... It's, it was Nicki Minaj's verse on Five Star Chick. Okay, that that was. I'm giving you the evil eye, so you stop. I don't need help. And you keep going on time. So I be yelling, "Fuck them with a dildo sign." It's relevant to queer walk. Okay, continue. You you sold me with the dildo. uh, (laughs) Moving right along. So Esh122 says, "You guys are awesome, and I feel like I've been missing out on something special. I'm so glad I found this podcast." My day at work flew by today listening to you all. Keep being great. Damn, we gonna try. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I think that's what we get the most of is that people say that, oh, y'all just make the day easier and it feels like I'm not alone when I'm sitting here listening to y'all. That's the most meaningful feedback that we could ever get. Yeah. I feel like I'm sitting in the living room with my uh, friends. Mm-hmm. I, that's, yeah. Because we literally are sitting in, in the, the living room. room. <laughs> So. And sometimes money's my friend and sometimes not, but... I'm always your friend. Okay. I'm the best friend you have. Okay. The only friend you okay. have. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. That is. Um, I just also wanted to give a quick shout out to Am from Boys Meet World because they um, she's been showing us love on Twitter. And I think the, the queer black woman podcasters community on Twitter... Tis lit. I was about to and say so, it's lit. Yeah. And so, um, just thanks, Am. Like, you gave us an amazing shout out at the end of your last episode. Nikita is her name. Nikita? <laughs> Nikita! <laughs> Nikita. I don't think your name is easier than mine. Well, I guess not. I don't know. It's, it's like phonetically spelled and everything. Nick, eat, ah. That's how she said it. Nikita! <laughs> we just did ridiculous because we were at Starbucks earlier and this white woman she screamed out my name in a totally ridiculous fashion. <laughs> she said Americana for Nikita! <laughs> and so uh, naturally, because money is a full-fledged fool, she's been saying that since we left the Starbucks hours ago. It was funny. It was, I didn't find it. And this, and this lady's name was Marge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. White women are ridiculous. Oh, it's my mental moment now? Mm-hmm, that's right. Mm-hmm, that's right. Because when you're lacking, you're losing. And I'm at the door. I, maybe next time you give your woman a little Oh my god. I'm not even going to respond to that because I'll just hope, hopefully, the listeners will drag you for not knowing what that is. What is it? Never going to get it. In Vogue. (laughs) A what? In Vogue. (laughs) Never going to get it. Not this time. No, you're never going to get it. My love. Oh, um. No. Oh, oh my God. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to chalk it up to the fact that I can't sing. And I think if you if you heard it, you would know it. This is... Maybe. Cause this I'm, is... Yeah, wow. We're done. Our friendship. 
Who knew that this was going to be the way that we were going to start 2018? I just didn't. I don't recognize the song. Wow. Okay. Is, it, is it one of those things? Is my black card revoked? I mean, it's... I know in Vogue. It's not, it's not totally revoked. It's, it's suspended. Can feel. Yeah. That's in Vogue, right? Yeah. I just don't know that song. Okay. It must be a deep cut. It's not a deep cut. <laughs> it was like a hit. Just go, come on okay. with your raggedy ass mental moment. You don't have to do that because you know you love the mental moment. It used to be my favorite. Before I didn't know who In Vogue was. I know who they are. I just didn't know that song. Yeah, but say go ahead and clear that up. All right. So, um, I wanted to talk about trauma. Wow. You just, <laughs> you just, just straight no chaser. Pretty much. Um, but I don't think that you all will need like a warning or anything like that. Cause I'm not, I'm not finna like open up no wounds. I guess I just wanted to give what I go through as like a check-in when people are telling me their experiences to assess, uh, if they have had a traumatic experience. Um, so it's not deep. Don't worry. Kind of give you like a four point thing to assess an experience that you've had. And I guess I should preface this with, I've told y'all before, I'm a narrative therapist. And what that means is that I think that we make meaning of our lives through story and through changing the way that we uh, narrate those stories and like reauthoring those stories for ourselves. That's how change happens in our lives. So this is my definition of what trauma is. If you have a different a different definition, um, that's I totally honor that. And you know, I'm not trying to be here changing your definition, but I w- I would like add mine to it and like stretch it out because I think a lot of times we don't acknowledge things that have built up or have just like happened to us. Uh, until we're collapsed somewhere. And I think if we can start to recognize those things before we get to a point of crisis, like I say all the time on here, mental health is just that health. So if you think about it as like a checkup or checking in with yourself and not just when you don't feel good, right. like we can get, actually get to a place where we're like healing and doing like preventative care for mental health as opposed to reparative care for mental health. So I was listening to um, a counseling psychologist uh, talk about um, racial trauma. And I, and it was just like a really good conversation for me. And it, it resonated with me a lot and sort of what I do with my clients. And so I thought of these like four things to sort of check in if something was traumatic for you. Um, so the first way you can check in to see if you've experienced trauma is if it, you keep having intrusive thoughts about it. So you keep trying not to have it on your mind, but it still comes up for you, even if you don't want to. Like, you could be at work and this will pop back in your head. You start having sort of like flashbacks. The second is if you try to avoid thinking about this incident or it makes you um, uncomfortable, you experience discomfort when you think about this thing happening. The third is having negative cognitions about um, yourself when you think about this experience. So a lot of times, I I guess I'll break down what negative cognitions mean. Cognition is basically like how your brain functions and the images you get in your head when you think about something. So if you start to think negatively about yourself because of something that happened, like that might be a sign that it was traumatic for you. So um, an easy example that I give, a lot of a lot of times when people experience something, they start to blame themselves. Like if I was smarter, that wouldn't have happened. If I wouldn't have been there, that wouldn't have happened. 
last last episode we talked about consent just like oh it was my fault like if i was if i was somehow different i would not have have experienced that you start to get like a negative self image of yourself in relation to that thing um and so the person who was talking about trauma related to like racial trauma that those things that we call microaggressions like, I, I like to think of microaggressions as, like, little pebbles that you're throwing at a window. Like, how many do you have to throw before the window just shatters? Um, they eat away at our self-image. You know? Like, they start... You start to feel like, oh, shit, maybe I'm not a good writer. Because people say things like, oh, that person is so articulate. And, then, you know, like... But, yes. Yeah, so, anything that um, changes your self-image is... Negatively is a negative cognition. Uh, and then the last point that might um, give you insight into whether or not something was traumatic for you is if you become hyper aroused or under aroused about it. And so what does what, under aroused mean? I'm just about to explain. So, uh, well, first I'm going to do hyper aroused because okay. I think that's the, the most common face of it. Uh, so hyper aroused means that you express uh, emotions around this thing to an extreme. So it can be like, uh, see, so a lot of people don't recognize like laughter as sort of like a, a resourcing thing that your body does to try to compensate for uh, like trauma or anxiety that you're feeling. What do you mean by resourcing? Uh, so I'm using trauma language. I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. I always be trying to like break out of that. Like, because they try to use, they. I feel like they try to change the language of things that we, we do and we've been doing in community in order to make it inaccessible. You know, these white people write about it, get like all these accolades for shit we've been doing. So resourcing is just what you naturally do to calm yourself down in a stressful event. Got it. And so I guess like the textbook definition of trauma would be anything that overwhelms you to the point that your resourcing no longer works for you. Ah, uh. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you if you saw a mouse run across the floor, you would scream, obviously, but you would be able to come back. Like, who shit, that was a rap, a mouse. But if you saw three hundred mice run across the floor, <laughs> well, you you might not be able to, yeah. to bring yourself back to that. Yeah. Who I'm good. It would just, just die on sight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so resourcing is anything you do to sort of calm yourself back to your baseline like your status quo what you usually do right and um so so what was i saying about resourcing before you were you getting it? uh talking about laughing as a oh form yeah of yeah yeah so laughing is is resourcing and so i think a lot of y'all might be able to um relate to this because i think i do it uh, i was telling you about something that i think i i laughed through to calm myself down but when you feel anxious or if you're talking about something that's like really painful, a lot of people will laugh while doing it. Like I'm trying to think of like a way to say it that's not like heavy jargony because I was thinking of like when your affect it doesn't match. So I think affect, yeah, affect is just like how you yeah, show emotion. Yeah, yeah. So when it doesn't match to what you're saying, this is why I'm a narrative therapist, y'all. Um, then that's like a clue that you're hyper aroused about it, right? Or the opposite, under aroused. If somebody is telling you something incredibly painful and there is no type of emotion shown, it's just like flat or yeah, that happened. And they could, they could basically be reading off a grocery list. Sure. Um, but they're telling you about this really painful thing that's under aroused. Sure. 
So if you become either hyper aroused or under aroused about something, that's also like a, hmm, maybe this was traumatic for sure. me. Uh, and so, yeah, I wanted to talk about those four things and, um, I guess I would just end that. So the four things, um, intrusive thoughts about it, avoidance of trying to stay away from, you start to avoid, uh, people, places, or things that remind you of that event, um, negative cognitions and starting to change and alter the way you think about yourself around it and being hyper aroused or under aroused. And just my little last thing about trauma is that I think we don't talk about things like racism, poverty, transphobia as uh, traumatic because they are ongoing. And a lot of the the ways that we talk about trauma is that it ends at some point, like post-traumatic stress, for example. That post means that it happened and now it's no longer happening. Mm-hmm. But something like racism is like ongoing and continuing. So how do you talk about like post-traumatic racism right you know and and so that's because like all this this trauma stuff has largely been produced by white people right so it's from their social locations of trauma where they think about things like sexual assaults um uh what do you call them like natural disasters like all these things like sure those are traumatic i'm not trying to say they aren't but all of these institutional things are also traumatic (laughs) so I think we need to talk about, like, ongoing um, traumatic stress or, it's, like, unavoidable st- traumatic experiences. And It's it's interesting, though, because I, rem- I don't remember what I was reading, because I was trying to, for some reason, like, a, f- a few months ago, I was just looking up stuff about, like, PTSD, because I was just reading all of these, like, these debates and discussions about trigger warnings. And mm-hmm. I remember reading that uh, it was it wasn't until, like, like it, feminists had to make an intervention, and t- to like, cause it's interesting though because now we re- like everybody or a lot, most of us recognize that like sexual violence is trauma, but there's like mm-hmm. feminists that actually had to push because they said that like the there are more like long term um, effects that didn't line up because the main way that people thought about trauma was um, like. Shell shock. Military. Yeah, and they yeah. said that like the like the way that women um, the signs of trauma manifest differently um in women and if there was mm-hmm. something about like the time yeah like it didn't just show up like immediately right and so like that was like an intervention yeah. um that had to be made so i just thought that that was kind of like mm-hmm. um it's, it's interesting to when it goes to your point that it's like if these paradigms don't shift until people force mm-hmm. them to be like okay this right. is actually like a trauma yeah and that's i think now we're in a space where folks who have marginalized identities are pushing further on the conversation too so it's so not just around like this gendered way that trauma has been talked about but also in this racialized sure. way in this class classist and elitist sure. way that trauma has been talked about uh i also think about like people of color um folks who live in poverty like in the same way yeah that you you literally don't have the time to process right, right, your trauma right. so you just start living over things instead of living through them mm. and um and so I guess I I want to say that too to to end this is that I saw a quote that was like how much of you was um built out of trauma like who would you be if you had never had that trauma and that's like so much of what I do with uh reauthoring stories of people's lives and doing trauma narratives with folks is that your trauma is not you oh, and man. so like uh I talked about this on Twitter, too, so if you follow me on Twitter, but that externalizing of the problem, I love, 
like the way Jay talks about um, living with depression. And I saw somebody tweet, like, anxiety better start paying rent if that bitch going to live here all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, like, th- those ways that you separate the problem from yeah. yourself. That is so meaningful and powerful. And so... Um, these four things that I've identified, like they, there are ways that you respond. They are not the, the problem, you know, like any way that you had to survive through that shit is a, is okay. Like stop, I don't know, like undervaluing or trying to throw away the way that you've had to cope in order to get to this point. We just want to get you better ways that are like healthier and that are longer lasting. So sure. Like trying to avoid things. That's why I have the stance that I do about trigger warnings, you know? And we talked about this on the first episode you were ever on. That, like, sure, avoidance works short term. Do it if you need to to get through a day. But it doesn't work long term. So if you're still that actively in your trauma, you have to deal with it. Right. And that's the thing about, like... I get why people can't, right? You you literally don't have the space to deal. You're like, shit, I got to go to work. These bills got to be paid. These babies got to be fed. Yeah. Like, all this stuff. I get it. Um, and if we really are trying to, like, imagine a world where, where none of this stuff exists and that nobody has a traumatic experience, we need to start, like, building in spaces where we can talk about our trauma just regular day. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's my mental moment. As always, it just continues to be, like, such a helpful resource and tool. I say it all the time, but it's always my favorite segment. Um, You know, I always be trying to... Y'all, I think I'm about to start doing uh, mental moments. So I usually try to take the themes of things that have come up in my sessions for the week with clients. And so I'm like, oh, it sounds like the folks need this. And so I try to do it that way. But sometimes, like yesterday, I feel like I just collapsed because I had taken on so much... Like, I had gotten so into the stories of my clients that I, like, it blurred into my own. And so, usually, I'm really good about, like, leaving it there. But I see so many kids now that it's so hard to just, like, walk away from something that a a 12, 14, 16-year-old is going through. Like, I just... Especially when I share identities with them, you know? And I I just want to, like, take all the little gay babies and just... I think sometimes I need these words are for myself also. Right. <sighs> All right, Nikita, you ready for the I mean, really what has quickly become fave. Stop. People it. are like money who? It's fast forward to Nikita's word. That makes that it sound... takes her four and a half hours to prepare okay, for. Okay, you <laughs> Don't just be giving away what goes on behind the scenes, okay? You done? Thirty-five hours later. That's what it's going. That's what it's going to say across the screen. Thirty-five hours later, when you picking yourself up off the floor because you're finna get Molly. Are you threatening me while I'm? Recording? I'm promising you. <laughs> Was that a threat? <laughs> I'll go full Caucasian woman on you. <laughs> How dare you? Get your hands off me now! Hand me. <laughs> Don't own this establishment. <laughs> I'm done with you. All right. This Here's what I was so... thinking, though. What? Because I've been thinking about the title of the segment. And we talk about a lot of awful things. So when we say this week's episode is brought to you by, and it's something awful, it means that that awful thing Brought is... you the episode? Yeah. Oh. So what should we change the name to? Uh, 
So maybe we should just say when it's something bad, it's mm-hmm. not. So this week's episode is not brought to you by Pink, Pink Washing. I feel like you just really need a, a new name for this segment then. All right. An alliterative name. Here we go. I don't know. I'll think of something. I'm sure you will. But pinkwashing. Why'd you have to say it again? Looks like I'm going to have to edit the fuck out of this episode. Okay. <laughs> so, as Money was uh, talking about uh, the Queer Walk of the Week, Hanin, um, just to reiterate and just to have a basic definition of what pinkwashing is. Uh, so, basically, it just refers to how... Um, Israel and sometimes even other countries like the U.S. and Canada mm-hmm. really try to paint Israel as if it's some kind of, you know, oasis of like gender, you know, liberation and like sexual liberation. And it does that in a way and it does that in order to cover up the really horrific, grues- gruesome and um, just totally barbaric um injustices and and abuses that it continually mets out um, against Palestinians. So it's really just used to justify and gloss over apartheid occupation and settler colonialism. So actually the whole pinkwashing sort of um, project that Israel engages in is a part of this broader um, project that was called Brand Israel. And so this and so because of the, um, like Money was saying earlier, BDS, which stands for Boycott, Divest, and Sanctions, there's been a real shift, uh, specifically, I think, within like the last decade of, you know, where there's, you know, there's a movement, you know, where people are calling, uh, people of con- conscience are calling on, you know, artists, entertainers, you know, in- organizations, institutions, and other states to boycott and divest and place sanctions on sanctions on Israel because of because again of the occupation, the, you know, apartheid and settler colonialism. And I, I guess I just wanted to like back up. Go ahead, because like I know you explain it a pink washing, but you still using some heavy language, girl. girl so Palestine. So I I know it's sort of like a, a harsh comparison, but the way I think about it, because the U.S. does similar things about like um, presenting itself as this liberal sure. place where you can be any sexual orientation or gender um, experience that you want, is similar to the way that um, I guess Canada would be a better comparison that like uh, Native and Indigenous lands were stolen, um, like occupied. Placed res- placed in reservations. Right. Like, that's very similar to the ways that, like, Israel has done with Palestinian land. So, if you think right. about it, like, Palestinians are, like, the indigenous people to those lands who were pushed and occupied over so that this, um, this project, which is Israel, could be created. And so, for uh, some of y'all who might not know, like, Israel was created as, like, a, a Jewish state after, like, the World War. And the Second World the War. Se- Second World War. So there, I just, I, I guess I should say this, that there's a difference between being like anti-Israel and anti-Jewish. Sure. Um, because a lot of people like to like fold, fold them as if they're the same thing. And it's, it's very much so not. So like, we don't fuck with Israel, but we fuck with Jewish people. Right, you know? right, like, right, right. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah, there, that's a... So when people are to talk about like yeah supporting the the state of Israel, I think yeah right. I'm really glad that you made that intervention. Um, 
so yeah, the whole the whole project of Brand Israel was in response to um, basically people speaking out and like revealing like the injustice, the injustices and the abuses that are happening, you know, to uh, basic that Israel mets out to like the Palestinian um, people. So there's that whole Brand Israel of which pink washing is only one part of it. So you know how like there are. Uh, stores that will have a rainbow flag in a window, but your gay ass walk in and you feel very uncomfortable and like you know that you're not welcome right, there because right. of the way that they talk to you and treat you and shit. But when pride season come around, they want to have like right. all the rainbows and everything. Think about that as like at a state level and that's basically pink washing. Right. It's like, come here, love us. We love the gays. Right. And then right, meanwhile right. they doing all this fuckery, not hiring queer people. You know, like Right. Yeah. Or so. they're doing that or like that they, they might be like actually like supporting um and find of queer people, but they might be totally racist. Yeah. And like terrible right, right, and right. awful. Yeah. And so there's just a couple of points that I wanted um to make. But it was interesting because I had already decided that the word this week was going to be pinkwashing. Mm-hmm. And so I went to, there's a Facebook page called uh, the Queer Palestinian Empowerment Network. And I just wanted to see if they had any good resources. And I had, um, so when I went to their Facebook page, I saw that, um, so there's this conference called Creating Change, which is put on mm-hmm. by the National um, LGBT Task, Task Force. Force. Yeah. And so just recently, they just had the um, conference and there was a petition on the uh, QPIN, the Queer Palestinian Empowerment Network, because out of the whole fucking conference, um, creating ch- a national um, LGBT task force didn't include a single workshop, a single panel presentation on anything uh, related to um, Palestinians. Yeah, Palestine or Israel mm-hmm. broadly, but let alone any kind of like anti uh, pinkwashing. Um, like organizing or activism or any kind of like consciousness raising. And so uh, I, let me just put this into context for y'all real quick. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever been to Creating Change? I haven't. It is the largest um, conference for like queer and trans organizing slash activists, right? It is hella inaccessible, like their registration rates and stuff. And this has also followed like two years of them sort of being like two finger tap, like, hey, um, your pro Israel is showing like you need to do this. So there have been interventions to this point, you know, so this could have been a year that they actually, um, responded to that right. and had things for like queer Palestinians or did anything that didn't look like, no, we fucked with, with Israel right, actually. Right, right, we right. actually fuck, fuck with Israel heavy. <laughs> and I mean, that's actually, um... Uh, that's actually a good point. Um, just just to back up a little bit, though, because at the last Creating Change, uh, people were pushing. It seems yeah. like I've never been, but it seems like every time I hear about Creating Change, organizers that go to mm-hmm. uh, Creating Change have to like organize against some part exactly. of the event. Exactly. So the one I went to, the uh, it was in Denver, and uh, Bambi Salcedo like led. A takeover of the stage because I this is sad that I can't remember their name, but um, a queer teenager was like killed by Denver PD, and then like the police chief of the Denver PD was invited to creating change to give the opening welcome, right? And so, um, trans and non binary and gender non conforming folks took the stage over, and also at that very same creating change, they had a 
a roundtable discussion on Ferguson without anybody from Ferguson wow. like on the, on the roundtable, right? And so, so then like similar things happen around like folks um, from Ferguson like taking over the stage. Like you can't have this conversation without us. And uh, the incident that I was continue to fuck up that I was going to point to was that that year that they invited Immigration and Customs Enforcement. That was like last year. Or yeah, the, fucking ICE. They invited ICE. Yeah, to an LGBT conference. And I mean, just look at the havoc, the and like the sheer terror I, that ICE is up to yeah. now. I read somewhere that some astronomical percentage, I want to say it was in the 70s, of folks in detention centers identified as like queer or gender nonconforming broadly. Jeez. And so to invite ICE to an event, I don't know. It's just like, what was y'all thinking? Like how... I was just going to say that it's interesting to like connect these threads because like, when you're talking about the police, when you're talking about mm-hmm. immigration and customs enforcement, and then when you're talking about um, like Israel um, and Palestine, I feel like the connecting thread there is like it just creating changes does not seem to have any kind of like critique or analysis or stance on any kind of state violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they have um, a petition called... Um, canceling uh cancel pink washing and so it's interesting though because it's not only did they not include any kind of you know workshops panels or anything around uh pink washing or on israel and palestine broadly but they invited some like um pro-israel yeah and so in in at previous conferences or no i think it might have been this one where all of the like anything that was related around to like Jewish queers, it was all of those things that they said were backed by like pro-Israel groups. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to your point about making that distinction between supporters of Israel and just like Jewish folks broadly. Right. So they've said that they've tried, they're trying to be neutral on this. And so that, that, I guess that's the argument that they use, but obviously it's not neutral, right? If there's no workshop or any kind of panel on anything related to Palestinian liberation, but they turn around (laughs) and all of the, anything related you know to jewish folks is you know pro-israel and to be neutral is to be like complicit exactly what what so how is it being neutral if you have like all of these um like jewish queer um presentations being backed by like uh pro-israel groups but nothing on like queer palestinians right exactly like that's not 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 neutral neutral. and and going back to and that new oh sorry no go ahead I feel like I'm reacting to it's the same kind of thing when when people want to talk about sitting down and having a dialogue. Right. You are assuming that we have uh we have equal power, access, right. privilege. Like it, you are uh, like there's no I feel like that's not even a good comparison to say, well, if you want to have um pro-Israel Jewish queers, then you need to have pro-Palestinian right. um Palestinian queers cuz it's not like you can't like an oppressed people don't have the same like access and right. privilege to and power you know like if we're being occupied by this right like militia and like police state like right. how can we I'm sorry no and just to that point um your point about you know basically throw the whole conference away <laughs> taking the lead from um oppressed people going back to uh BDS you know people often forget that uh BDS uh the call for BDS was put out in um the early 2000s so there's an explicit call 
from a Palestinian civil society. It was like over a hundred different groups that said that if you want to be in solidarity, you know, with this struggle, then this, con- is, what this is what you need to do. So they're asking you to mm-hmm. take a stance, right? So you can't, you can't be in this. So there's no mm-hmm. such thing as like not taking sides or trying to be neutral on it, especially when the oppressed group says, again, it says this is how you can support the struggle and there's supporting the struggle requires you to um, take a side. So just uh, the f- like the three or four points that I wanted um, to get into um, is that the so much so much of the language around um, pinkwashing is actually um, there's like a racist subtext to it specifically around you know Israel you know being painted as some kind of oasis for queer people uh, but there's a it also ties into the, one of these racist broader arguments that's often um, used to discuss Israel, where they say that Israel is the quote unquote only democracy in the Middle East. And basically, like the racist subtext is Palestinians, other Arabs, and Muslim people are totally backwards and regressive. And this is why Israel is this beacon of democracy. Because so much of the language around uh you know, brown folks, Arabs, and Muslims is that they're conservative mm-hmm. and like, Islam is totally backwards. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's, they try to use that as a wedge, you know, to, again, to continue to perpetuate uh, these racist tropes mm-hmm. and ideas, you know, about other uh, Middle Eastern countries and folks mm-hmm. in the region. So it's always important um, to, po- to point that out. And another you know, way to like, you know, beat back against this trope is that this, the sad reality is that homophobia is a worldwide phenomenon. I mm-hmm. mean, just last week we talked about the four black lesbians that yeah. were murdered here. Um, at a pride in like two years ago in Jerusalem, there was like an, an ultra orthodox extremist killed someone mm-hmm. at pride. So it's like the, the kind of homophobia, you know, that this, that pink washing is trying to say is rife uh, within the Middle East is also happening, happening in, in Israel, yeah, right? So right. it's like um, it's it's a, it's a totally um, racist trope. And then the second point, so another way that they really try to push this narrative about being totally queer friendly is that so the Israeli uh, defense forces. So they've there's a lot of these articles that come from um, a lot of different quarters, but you know self identified liberals. Um, will say, look how progressive, you know, the Israeli Defense Force is, uh, especially in terms of LGBT, uh, you know, folks and rights. And um, I saw, so back when the, what was that, last year or like two years ago, when there was talk of lifting the ban on uh, trans folks entering the military, mm-hmm. I kept seeing articles that they were saying stuff like, you know, U.S. should take a lead from Israel. And because like at, around that same time, um, it like Israel, like the IDF had um, had its first like trans soldier. And it's like, and the same kind of debates that like the queer community uh we're having here in the U.S. around, like, what does it mean for trans folks, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. to enter the military mm-hmm. is, like, very similar to, like, this discussion about mm-hmm. trans, you know, having a trans person um, in the IDF. So I found this article, um, This it's from a, um, a while back, um, from the socialist worker, and they um, and it, they quote um, Hanin um, Makey, where she says... Come on, Hanin. And she says, it doesn't matter what the sexual orientation, and I think we would include mm-hmm. the gender identity, of the soldier at a checkpoint is, uh, whether he can serve openly at, or not. What matters is that he's there at all. 
Come on. Right. That's exactly it's the I don't think it's a win to put our bodies on the front lines to continue to be like Sure. And yeah. I mean just like getting back to what yeah. Hamid says. If there's a mm-hmm. if there's you know, if the person if the soldier that's enforcing um the occupation and you know um limiting your mobility, it doesn't nobody gives yeah. a fuck if they're like trans or not, right? right? right. So one of the things that um Israel um is uh really uh well known for apparently is that it funds um, apparently in vitro uh, fertilization IVF. Mm-hmm. So if you are a woman, um, I think it's like up to the age of no, it might be forty three in Israel, and so it has like one of the higher um, like age limits. It provides um, it provides IVF without any um, yeah without any limits for women up to forty five. And so it's very, and so, you know, that's painted as being really progressive. And you think about specifically, you know, about lesbians. Mm -hmm. And so like that, that would obviously like go towards like a selling point of, look, you can get like in vitro here. Right. And so on the flip side of that, we think about how a few years ago we were reading those articles about the, uh, the Ethiopian Jewish women who were being sterilized. Mm In Israel, so like they were injecting uh, women uh, with uh, sterilizers, and mm-hmm. you know, basically without the women's consent mm-hmm. or knowledge. And so, again, on this one hand, it's like, look, you know, we've got this really, you know, amazing IVF thing where any, you know, anybody can, mm-hmm. any woman, uh, you know, under forty five can get it without cost. And so, look, that's like some kind of like reproductive dream. Right. right. Whereas, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. whereas you're actually prohibiting, right. you know. Ethiopian women um, from from doing that. Not to mention, I mean, the sheer terror. Like, I mean, we've a lot of us have seen over the years, the, the, especially the sort of terror that's been rained down on Gaza. Mm-hmm, um, you know, mm-hmm. h- how many young children are you know killed? Yeah. You know, in those really horrific um, right. attacks, mm-hmm. or you know, not. Like shutting off water, mm-hmm. or you know, ma- again limiting like people's you know people without mo- power. For yeah, death. yeah. And so it's like, what does that what does that mean for Palestinian children? Yeah, yeah. and what is reproductive justice exactly? Actually? So just and it even makes me think about I don't know. I still think about pink washing and, and racism related to like you have to have some body part pink externally, <laughs> you know, because y'all want to be like, oh yeah, um, Israel's the like um the homeland for the Jewish folks unless they black Jewish folks right. from Ethiopia right, then we right, sterilizing right. your bitch like but exactly and the um one of the stories um that I've seen a lot of people like posting and like talking about is the story of a young Palestinian teen um and her name is Ahed uh Tamimi and so she's a 16 year old um, she's an activist, you know, and her family, she has a, she's, you know, comes from a, a family of, like, Palestinian activists. So she lives in uh, the occupied territory. And so she's being charged um, with assault because she slapped uh, an IDF, um, an Israeli occupation soldier, who, uh, and he slapped her first. Um and so she's been um, put away. Um, she's been detained, you know, for standing up for herself and not, you know, being not allowing this um, soldier to like abuse her, slap her, um, and that kind of thing. And so, and her mom was also charged um, with incitement on social mm-hmm. media because she, her mom videoed, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. the encounter um, with the officer. 
And so, like, they've they've been on the um, the front lines, you know, fighting uh, the occupation um, for a while. And again, going back to the theme of like young people, like her cousin uh, Mohammed Tamimi was actually shot mm-hmm. by a soldier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, this, the kid is you know fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and he was in like a medically induced coma, wow. you know. And so again, just pointing out, uh, you know, the contradictions, yeah. and it's like again, like, reproductive justice, and you taking sure. people's babies from them, you know, like literally killing folks' kids. I mean, I feel like the obvious omission in you know painting Israel as some kind of you know safe haven or a promised land for queer people is that what does that actually that doesn't that totally erases you know what happens to queer palestinians and just kind of like going back to some of the things that you know we've been talking about just just to pointing pointing out how horrific um you know things are you know in apartheid israel and in the occupied um territory so like just some like stats to paint to paint the picture of just how like how horrific you know and how hard life must be you know under occupation or like you know living in like an apartheid state so like according to the UN there's been um almost like 3000 acts of violence by israeli settlers um against palestinians in like in the last 10 years um there's like over 500 obstacles you know that make it so that palestinians don't have the freedom of movement um in the west bank um since um, 1967, um, Israelis have voted in 14 national elections. Um, and Palestinians in the occupied territories, they haven't been able to vote in any of those um, elections. Um, in 2003, Israel began, you know, building this horrific separation wall again doesn't how different does that sound than you know the bragging the racist boasting of building the wall here in you know the u.s Mm -hmm. on the you know the u.s mexico border so they built a a separation wall in 85 percent of the total length of that wall is in the occupied territory Mm -hmm. so that there's a clear like there's a clear power imbalance right you can see you know them encroaching on like palestinian land and when I was reading this, I was seeing different articles, like, going back to, like, the freedom of movement about how sometimes it was difficult, you know, for partners to, like, be together right. and for, like, families, to, you know, to be, um, it was difficult for family reunification. And just, like, to wrap up, it's um, from another article, you know, they were saying that if you're a Palestinian queer person, then, like, you can't. You can't be free if you're trapped mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. If you don't have access, you know, to basic dignity right. and rights, then mm-hmm. you know what? What about what about you know liberation for like Palestinian exactly. queer people? That's never a part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. Again, when we paint Israel as some kind of, you know, ma- majestic oasis um, for like LGBT folks, obviously queer people um, are included by you know when we just. Just, and that's just like a tip of the iceberg. And just the last thing that I want to say is in why we <laughs> highlighted this is for real my last thing I want to say, <laughs> you say about Hanin. Like it totally and so when people try to put up these racist tropes about oh how backwards and homophobic, you know, Palestinians, you know, Arabs and um, Muslims are, it totally erases the work that people like Hanin Nakey um yeah. you know is doing in the group. Um, was it Alquaz? Al-Qua- mm-hmm. And then there was another group I found, um, Aswa, and it was specifically a group of uh, Palestinian lesbians, lesbians and yeah. like queer women. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the consciousness raising and the political education mm-hmm. and all of the other work to make it so mm-hmm. that, you know, pa- 
queer Palestinians are, you know, are, you know, are not marginalized within their communities. Mm -hmm. But again, you can't even get to that if, if Palestinian queers are totally pushed out of that conversation. Right. Right. I feel mad. I always feel mad after your segment. And I want to go burn some shit down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the NSA is like, huh. <laughs> the, the federal <laughs> agents who have this line tapped, yeah, are just like. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they you ha- think you're on Google Play, bitch. <laughs> I think that they probably have arthritis from the feverish typing <laughs> they have to do to take notes. Oh my gosh! So, fuck so, pink washing. Yeah. This is going to be an abrupt change of gears to get into the topic, huh? <laughs> All right. So we need to bring this uh, back up because I feel like it kind of got heavy. Yeah. So, you know, my thought and ass want to talk about something that is. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, well, let's get to that. So, you know, every week Nikita asks me, what are we talking about? Even when she knows what we're talking about. Um, so I figured that. This I'll- is me silently judging. But you do do that. We will have discussed what we what the topic is going to be. Because be like, I need to jog my mind. About? I need to get my... What are we talking about? I need to get my brain juices flowing. I mean, I'll take three hours to get ready for my segment, but I haven't... And what are we talking about? All right. So, I wanted to talk about DM etiquette wow. and how you flirt. So, can I start... As to why I wanted to talk about this. Please do. All right. So I realized this about myself that I have two ways of flirting. One is highly inappropriate and sexual. Give (laughs) me an example. I don't think I fully understand. I can't just get... You do, bitch. Stop it. Okay? No, come on. Give me an example. I don't know. I can't just think of an example. Okay. Well, give me a hypothetical. Um, bad bitch walking across the way, going to the coffee shop. Damn, she bad. Oh, she has nice lips. But that's not flirting because you're not talking to her. Well, I would to- I would say that to her. I would be like, you have really nice lips. You oh, so okay. Beautiful. Yeah, I've seen you do that. And I've said that. I've yeah. seen you do that. It's fucking creepy. And so... I feel like I've tried to tell you that, but... After my after our conversation on consent um, and listening to the episode of Vagistine and, you know, pretty much everybody that I listen to on the podcast, uh, networks were talking about consent. And I was like, I need a better way yeah. to flirt with people that is not, um, bodily sure. and, uh, grossly creepy and like overly sexual. But the other way that I have a flirting with people is to just be so rude to them that we have. <laughs> so like a fifth grader. <laughs> Like pushing someone down in the sandbox? That's super mature. No, I don't push people down. Um, that would be mean of me. Um, I just am rude. Because, you know, I'm a pretty, like, I'm a pretty warm and sweet person. Yeah. But if, I'm, if I have a crush on somebody or I'm attracted to them, I just am rude. That doesn't seem like that I, would I, help I, you get very far. It does, though. It's... It, Oh, <laughs> I guess that's I some results. To, I've, I've really, I feel like people say they don't like assholes, but they do like assholes. Sure. And so, like when I've been like very dismissive, like why are you speaking to me? 
Like, you shouldn't even breathe in my direction. Like, when I've said things like that to people, those are the people who have, like, pursued me the hardest. And I don't know if it's, like, some deep internal... And I sound like a monster right now. I don't say this to everybody walking around. Like, like I said, don't breathe in my air? Yeah. This that's, is, that's pretty I've harsh. only seen, seen... I'll give, like, a real example. Like, what... So, somebody I was attracted to for, like, a long time... Um, and they were talking about something that they were really passionate about, right? Some I don't even remember what it was about. But I was like, nah, sounds like bullshit to me. Like, again, not who I usually am, right? Yeah. I'm just, I was just like flat and dismissive of their like idea. And so then they came up to me after and was like, I hope I wasn't, I hope you weren't offended by what I was trying to say. And I was just like, oh no, I'm like really deeply sorry that I was so short with you. I'm really and deeply then- sorry that your idea was shit. Maybe we should, like, go out sometime so I can make it up to you. That's and that has yielded results That's That's smooth, I think. It's not. Because I not. shouldn't have to be a sleaze bag or a horrible person in order to <laughs> flirt with somebody. All right, let's, so let's try to work our way to getting you in a, a good middle ground. No, no, no. Before we get there. Okay. Before I, I delve into my self-work, how do you flirt? I don't. <laughs> That's all right. Moving on into your. I think I think you have uh, you have eyebrow wags like you do things with your eyebrows. I feel like I'm doing that when I'm being ridiculous. I've never. I don't think I've done that when I've actually been interested in someone. That's creepy. That's weird. I feel like I. You don't flirt at all. Yeah. No. I'm like usually. How do you let somebody know you're interested in them? I don't know. I just. What do I do? I feel like I just spend a lot of time with them. I'm like, hey, let's hang out. Let's do this. No? You seem I'm, let down. I'm under-impressed, yeah. I'm, I'm just... I, well, excuse me for not for uh, me not tapping into and utilizing more of my queer wiles to reel him in. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, well, <coughs> then it sounds like to me that you don't, you don't approach people you don't know. Yeah, you know that, though. I know this, yeah. See, I do. I'm not trying to lose any more friends okay. with my problematic loins. Okay. So, you know, I only approach people that I don't have prior relationships with. When So, actually, it was after our last episode, I started thinking about, like, the way that I flirt is very, very wrong. Because I think both of them come out of these places of, like, being around a lot of guys when I was growing mm. up. And, the like, the messages they got about how to approach women. Sure. That, like, I don't want to have to comment on somebody's, like, body or look. In order to let them know that I'm interested in them, and because I don't, I don't strike up relationships with people I already know. I right. am, I'm going off nothing, right? And I'm like, I notice that you're attractive, and I would like to get to know you more, <laughs> right? Um, that how do how do I do that in a way that's not like super sexual, yeah. or like being an asshole? Maybe you are. You're not just like walking up to people like on the street, are you? Or like in a place. <laughs> I feel like you're, are you in some, are you in a place where there's already some semblance of a, of a, a common yes. interest? So, yeah. I feel like that's so like that's art the shows. End. Yeah. Yeah. And just have a conversation. Yeah. But then you fall into, okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> Go ahead. I feel like I know where this is going, but I just want to be sure. Right. So, um, last night, cause you know, I'll be on Twitter at like 2 a.m., uh, and I was talking to, I don't know if it was Gabby or KT from Talk It Out, but they were tweeting about like, how do you know if somebody's flirting with you or if they're just being nice? That's tough. And that is what I fall into when I don't do the 
overly forward thing. Yeah. It's like, how can I tell? Is she just being nice? Is this a straight girl who's about to spaz out if I say something yeah. gay? It's, it's just, you know, I don't know. I honestly... Oh fuck, it's so complicated. Cause I feel like this is <laughs> this is why I would much rather approach like a gender nonconforming or masculine presenting woman. Because at least then I know like, okay, you kinda queer. Right. Like even if you're not like gay, right. your your gender presentation sure. is queer. So at least you won't be like, bitch, I ain't gay. Right. You know, <laughs> or something like that. And so but the alternative of just like being giggly and nice to someone. How how do you like differentiate that? No, this yeah. is flirting, not I need more friends because right. I don't need more friends. My friends are great. I feel like though I don't want any more. How do you really feel? <laughs> I if if you're meeting people within a context where there's already established some semblance of like shared interests, then I feel like like if you're at an art gallery or if you're out and about, like you all are doing something that's similar, you're like, oh. I see you're doing X, Y, and Z. I would really love to talk to you about blah, blah, blah sometime. Ain't that what old girl did to you with organizing work, uh, yeah. labor workers? Yeah, and- she, she, and so she just messaged me actually about that. <laughs> She's really persistent. <laughs> it's, that's another topic though. Another segment? Another segment. <laughs> But, um, but I feel like that's good. That's like, because why do you need to talk to somebody at another time and place if not to further get to know them? Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if we're already here, you'd be like, well, why the fuck we got to go out on Tuesday to talk about the thing we're doing right now? I feel like that signals, oh, there's a, they want to get to know me a little So you think more. somebody would be, and it would not just be like, oh, she's friendly, that they would be like. Oh, she wants I, to get to know me. I feel like it depends on how you ask. Because if it's like, oh, yo, by the way, it would be great. If, like, let's go grab a coffee sometime. That's, like, flippant mm-hmm. and, like, casual. But if it's mm-hmm. like, I would really love to hear more of your thoughts, you know, about this. Like, over dinner. <laughs> you got but a flirt. <laughs> no. That was good. <laughs> I just was like, you're a liar is what I was thinking. I don't flirt, though. You, I would love to hear about this. Like, cause you have, because you just have to make it clear that there's an interest, but that you're being, like, respectful. I try to do body language, but I even think my body language is problematic. I feel like your body language, I generally experience it as flirty. So, I feel like... My would, body language? Very much so, yeah. How? I don't know. I feel like it is. No? This morning, do you feel like I was being flirty? A little bit. I just That's just how you are, though. Do you, do you think... Oh, God. People feel uncomfortable around Not you? uncomfortable, no. Not at all. Do you think... Oh, God. Now you're you're descending into a neurotic spiral. <laughs> and that's not what the segment is about. I didn't know that my body language was flirty. I experienced it that way. As my button pops open on my Wow. Just ripping uh, your titties out. What? What do you... Okay, what do you mean? Like, is it my shoulders? Because I, I'm, I have very expressive shoulders. <laughs> Pray tell. What is an expressive shoulder? So when somebody's getting on my nerves, my shoulders raise high. Like okay. if somebody is saying some shit that's really... I've seen that, yeah. My shoulders go up. Yeah. Um, And I feel like when I'm flirting, my shoulders are like way down. Relax. And I even like grab my knees or something. Okay. Like hold my legs. Sure. So my shoulders are way down. Okay. I have expressive shoulders. Okay. And I, you know, 
I hit a shimmy sometimes. Yes, you, know. you do. <laughs> Not to mention you twerk from a point A to point B. <laughs> it's just the way I naturally walk. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, and being in my sorority didn't help that with all the shoulder work. But I just have very expressive shoulders. Okay. So I've been trying to like hide the way I feel about people and my body language has been flirty this whole time. I'm sure it probably has been, yeah. That's it. I must end my body. Okay, that's dramatic and unnecessary. This is why those lesbians snuck out the back door of recess, isn't it? They were like, oh, she's probably trying to get both of us. (laughs) Run for the hills. (laughs) Okay, so how should we fix my flirting? Since yours is, I mean, you don't even, you don't even flirt. You just love people friendship-wise and then... no. I mean, you but there's but there's still a period though where you have to like transition from the friend to the. So how do you do that? So that's what I'm trying to. I need to marinate on it. I'm trying to think about it. I guess what I really need to do is just stop seeing people as like sexual beings and approach everyone on a friendship basis, and then just like, not a really... friendship basis, but it's like a getting to know you basis. Yeah, you don't sound too enthused about that. <laughs> Usually, my immediate attraction to people is a sexual attraction. <laughs> and the, the like, wanting to spend more time around them and be around them comes, it builds. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. When you go out with them and you start talking to them and you all hang out and you get to know each other, that's how you're building it. Right. So, I've noticed that in the past two years, actually, I haven't done any flirting uh, in person. My flirting has been... Um, in the DMs? In the DMs, Yeah. So I sort of have like a DM rule. I don't slide in DMs. What does it mean to slide into a DM as opposed to entering the DM through the door? <laughs> what? What is it? Um, so, you know, I think you can DM somebody like, uh, hey, this thing you posted and da-da-da. like, you know, just to further connect with them without the world seeing what y'all are talking about. But when I think of sliding in DMs, it's, on some, I've, I'm attracted to you in some way. Oh, and okay. And I, I, I want you to know that. Okay. And so that's the slide. All right. I, I don't slide in DMs. You don't? No. Okay. You don't? Are you trying to expose me or something? No, you don't. Not at all. I'm I'm saying that because Back she's from the mic. raising her fist. <laughs> I am not. And I Who's- feel a... F- Afraid to say otherwise. Whose DMs am I? Sliding? I'm not gonna say on the air. I feel like you slide in DMs. Who's who's? I don't know. Don't you say the name and I'll bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't, slide in DMs. I don't. Okay. Tell me, tell tell me one time. I will cut it out. It will just be blank air right here. Tell me one time I've slid in some DMs. Did you just slide in? No. That wasn't a slide. What was that? That was a a, 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 that a, was a doorbell? Connection. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was like a, hey. I'm at your door. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't a, see, there go my shoulders again. Shimmy. <laughs> it wasn't a shimmy. It was just like a, hey. But you're not interested in that person? You don't think that they're cute? They could get all of these so why were you every hour so why were you in their dms the cookie jar why were you in their dms then? because i was trying no i was actually trying to connect with them how 
connect what parts. No, I really was just like interested in what they had posted. Okay. That was and, the DM slide. And that wasn't my intention. Okay, so they happen to be attractive also. That you're <laughs> DMing at like three in the morning. To be fair, all of my DMs happen at three in the morning because I am a night person. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not DMing people during regular business hours. Oh. You can dart. Don't you be trying to peer into my soul with the eyes. No, because you try to make me out here looking like a um, queen of the DMs, and I am not. You always try to say that my DMs are popping, and meanwhile, it's like dust and crickets in there. It's not true. Nikita. And I watch you on Twitter. I'm not good at it, but I be seeing, I, I be seeing the way you and other folks be interacting on the Twitter. And I... And, and what um, precipitation has... <laughs> Has come okay, from wow from my interactions on social media. I don't media. know what you mean. Just because I am more social than you does not mean that I am DM by sliding. definition. Is by definition it does. Nikita, you have a partner and you regularly are smashing. Wow, I have oh, not. I can't believe you. <laughs> I am not. Wow. Okay, but what it has not produced. Results. If you were to slide in the DMs. How would you do it? Because I think I'm getting at something. How would you do it if you were to do it? There's, I don't think that sliding in the DM has to be like... Sleazy? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So that's why I don't think it's offensive when I say... I feel like you have... What's slide in the past tense? Slidden? Slowed? <laughs> <laughs> what's past tense of slide? I don't know. Slid? Slid. Oh, yeah. Slowden. <laughs> that sounds gross. <laughs> I slid. Oh. Past tense slid. Slid. I would just probably say something like hella obvious. Just like, how's work going? That's a, that's, <laughs> that is terrible. This is why I told you I don't slide. Oh my me. God. <laughs> that was so bad. I would not even be that bad. How's work going? <laughs> exactly why I don't slide in DMs. What? <laughs> or like. Um, how was your trip to Colorado? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So you posted about that doctor's visit. This is bad. (laughs) This is so bad. This is embarrassing. Thanks, Nikita. Do you need new socks? (laughs) Oh my God, this is terrible. (laughs) How's the doctor visit? (laughs) I think I would want to know that, but. That but none of that expresses interest. It does. How's work? <laughs> I'm interested in your life. No, that isn't that doesn't signify your interest. mom's birthday party looked fun. Wow. <laughs> okay. I think I've actually forty five looks great on her. Please. Oh I think my I've god. I've actually sent these messages. Wow. That's why oh my god. I wish I wish I would have known this sooner. I would have stepped in. You would have done an intervention on yes. DMs. I could like, let me see messages that I've. Oh, I noticed you were in Brooklyn recently. What's the. This is so weird and uncomfortable and stiff. That's not even who you are as a person. I know. That's why I fucking hate everything. Oh my I'm God. Not. I bet in like. October, you're probably like, hope you have a warm jacket as we go into winter. Yeah, I do, actually. Hi, I don't want this to sound creepy, but I... Too late. (laughs) I saw your post earlier, and I think you're gorgeous. How's your year starting off? 
Why do you do that? It's so weird. Like, you're not that person at all. I don't know why you're doing that. I, it's the best. What, do I, what the fuck do am I supposed to say? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? It's... Oh, oh. <laughs> That's wow. Tumblr? Wow. <laughs> they messaged me that. I did not send them that. A porn uh, gift? <laughs> yeah, it's Tumblr. You wouldn't understand. Ooh. Um, them fighting words. Yes, it's uh, true. I yes, I messaged. You're probably asleep because it's ridiculously late. <laughs> but I just wanted to share something that I thought you would like based on your page. Wow. Based on my algorithm, <laughs> it looks like, wow, you've got to stop this right now. I feel like you're such like, like that, that reads as me. That's so awkward. <laughs> I'm you in yeah, the DM. That's bad. It's because I'm usually online when every the, all the world is asleep. Yeah. And but here's how the internet works. They're going to see the message <laughs> when they see it, okay? I know, but I don't want them thinking, why was this psycho messaging me at 3:30 in the morning? It's but it's even creepier to be like, "I know you're asleep, but I was thinking about you." But hey, thought you would like this. So, oh my God, on the, uh, we've talked about this before, on the social media thing, I'm all about the emoji. That helps me. No, I think I do emojis bad. I'm sure you do. After, after this little sampling, I don't even want to see. <laughs> Y'all, those were butcher. actual readings from my DM. <laughs> that is bad. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just better. No, I'm not better in person. I suck at flirting. And please send me advice. If you have I any- just I feel like maybe you need to meet the right person or the right people because I can't believe that the direct thing doesn't yield more results. I think being direct is fantastic. Nope. I was just gonna say, like everybody that I've ever been with has been direct. It would not happen otherwise. They were direct with you. Yeah. And it, it didn't feel bad? No, I I, I I think it's really refreshing. Cause I don't just leave the lip comment out there like I think you have nice lips. I'm just like I think you're really attractive, and I actually, I like you. Like, I think I like you. Can we get to know each other more? That's good. And, That's better. And it's just like, wow. For me, social media flirting has just been bad. When we were talking earlier about how to make how to that how does that transition from the friend to the you know the new zone? How does that go? It's because it was direct. So it was like a few things. A few kind of like not so subtle things, and then there was a direct thing, like a friend. Because like when you you hang out with your friends often, so it's like, well, mm-hmm. how do I know that this this request or this invitation to hang out is different than the others? And it's like, like even how that the hangout asked, like I it was, was thinking different. You and I could do something like that would be it would be that or between. like the thing that I have liked. A number of people have done this, and it's very cute. It's like, oh, like I really would love to see your face this evening. I say that though. Well, I, I tell people I miss their face. That's just like a thing for me. But that's why, if you're doing it on the in the digital thing, you'd be like, I really would love to send to see your face tonight, winky face. I really would love to see your face tonight, blowing the kisses. Isn't that creepy? No, because you already have a rapport with this person. Oh, right. Because you're assuming that I talk to people I know. I don't talk to well, people. Well, I'm saying for me, that's, no. that's how mm-hmm. my flirting has happened. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I have 
like folks that I interact with regularly online again could like just have the whole cookie jar, but wow, the whole jar. I I would never be like I would love to hear your voice tonight, wink face. Well, because you don't have the rapport. All right. Or in my experience, it's been just like more communication than like normal for our relationship or friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like texting all night, yeah. texting all day. And you're just texting about mm-hmm. nonsense. You're like, why the fuck are we doing I this? I love that. That's, that's like my love language. That's, that's Text me about some bullshit. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so, or it's like when you don't, it'll be like, hey, like, you know, good night or hope you're having a good night. I'm or like, a good morning text? Yeah, I'm like, that's... You think a good morning text is inherently flirty? Depending on the context of the relationship. I don't think it's inherently so. <laughs> I think I would probably text you, good morning, bitch! <laughs> but I would... I you, would... <laughs> you and I text each other ridiculous stuff all the time. <laughs> but it would but it would be different to be sure. like, I hope you have an amazing day. Yeah. Like, I... Like, I say things like, happy rising... Oh, that's sweet. Because I, I really want you to, like, get up on in an amazing mood. Oh, that's very sweet. That's very thoughtful. I know. That's why I say it. I feel like what we're getting at is, like, communicating to somebody that you're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. No, I'm really good with other people's relational dynamics. Just trash at my own. I think the direct thing in a different place would be so good. In a different place than Syracuse? Yeah. I think I I just can't believe... I feel like that just has to get more play. I would like to hear from some of our listeners what they think about that. I feel and like how to help me flirt. Well, and... Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like the older you get, you just don't have time for I, like, that's the game. That's what I'm game. saying. So that's like, the direct thing I feel like works. I'm going to be 30 before I know it. And I just don't have time for... <laughs> right. I'm, I'm be like, so you got to bae? Cool. So I'm trying to make you bae. Uh, when, when do you have the, a bay? No, do you want to sit on my face? <laughs> is that is that where we're going? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, my face or yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Again, y'all can send us Gmail um, emails <laughs> or the hashtag. Use hash, the hashtag. Use, I mean, there's. I don't even know what we can do for money. <laughs> I'm just the sampling. I was really. I was actually. I'm really surprised by that. I did not think that you would be. You didn't think. See? That was like astoundingly Y'all see? bad. N- Nikita over here thinking that I'm like queen of the DMs. Yeah. Little did she know I'm sending people. You're probably asleep right now. <laughs> you probably. Oh my God. Speaking of that journal, you're like, I was reading this article and I thought you would find it as riveting because I did. The, the empirical data was just okay, stellar. Okay. I'm not that bad yet. <laughs> Unless they're also like a therapist. Sure. I've done that. Like that's different. Oh, I swear right. you're a clinical mental health counselor. What the, so <laughs> there's this I. thing that you do that's really weird at the beginning. That I notice something about them. It's not even that. It's like a I feel like you should just like So what did you so what what did you do? You said, I know you're probably asleep right now. And then you said something else on the other one. You have a weird starting. It feels it feels unsure. Creepy, yeah, it's very unsure. That's not hot. 
I, I, so that's what I'm getting at. Like, you're a very, like, confident and, like, vivacious and, like, sure of yourself in, in person. In person. And it does not read that way. It's like, I'm a little, I know I'm a little weird. And this is a little Because that's how I feel online. But uh, please just, I, you know, I think blah, 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 be your full self. But please don't be that self. <laughs> I feel like in person, I'm just like, bitch, I know you see these thighs. Okay. My face or yours. As you twerk, <laughs> as you twerk from point A to point B. But online it's just I don't know. It's like you you can't hear my voice. Sure. You don't see my smile as I'm saying this to you. Nothing. So it just feels like Which is why emojis are helpful. A, I'm not a weirdo. I don't I I do not look like a yellow circle. And it would be weird to just pop in somebody's DMs with a picture of, of myself. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, because I feel like anything that can help communicate, like, emotion or sentiment is important. Because of the real things that you just mentioned. You can't hear someone's intonation. Or you can't see their facial expressions. So how do you recreate that on the digital platform? I don't know. So, listeners, please help me out. SOS 911. Hashtag queer WOC. Hashtag queer WOC. All right, so it is the last segment. I think this might be my favorite Curved Chronicles. Curved. <laughs> Millie rocking on the Curved Chronicles. Mm-hmm. What did I say I was going to talk about today? How you can't trust your heart. I'm glad you remembered. Because you you get mad at me when I don't remember the topics. When I remember the topics. I can't do anything right here. This is a toxic work environment. Um. Yeah, so I have... Uh, it's funny that I wanted to do the topic of flirting because I feel like I've been... I, I've resigned to the fact that I always have crushes all the time. And even when I try not to have them, I still have them. And so... Maybe I can't shut down my heart. Wow. As I've like been trying to do. Yeah, that's that sounds totally healthy. However, semicolon. I do not trust my attraction or my like feelings for people. I don't. Cause I don't think that my attraction ends up in healthy situations for me. And I actually feel kinda drawn to things that are total opposite th- uh, than what I need to like nourish myself in a relationship so and so when I am attracted to someone I am like I don't trust it because I'm like these are the people that I have been attracted to previously so clearly I cannot trust myself when it comes to attractions and I mean even the fact that you're like considering this and like thinking about it to me like it shows that you're trying to like not recreate. So I, th- I think you've been like a little hyperbolic, but what you're really getting at, it's not about shutting down your heart. I think it's about just thinking about first and foremost, and I think most importantly, is like, what is it that I need in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? What nourishes me? What kind of partner do I need? And just really considering like past experiences and thinking, okay, how do those things not serve me? How, mm-hmm. you know, Am I going into like a similar pattern? I actually think it's, it sounds like a, like a healthy thing to do, to in my opinion. Then why does it feel so bad? 
You know, you made me make a list. I don't even know if you remember this. We was on the phone and you was like, no, what do you want out of a relationship? Mm -hmm. And so that's also what's been scaring me is like, I don't want to just be dating because like I'm like cold and lonely in Syracuse. (laughs) Because I swear some nights I'm just like, I just want somebody to cuddle because it's cold and lonely. Um, But so I made a list. And, like, it means something to me. Like, if I had somebody who could just be, like, affirming and fanning my flames of my dreams, mm-hmm. who I'm also, like, intimately connected with. Sure. Like, that. so that's what I mean when I say I want somebody to talk to me nice. Like, sure. Um, you know, I have, I have this goal of, like, getting published one more time before I graduate. And, like, having somebody be like, yeah, you could do that, babe. Yeah. And then, like, you know, slap my ass and... Okay. Wow. Okay. Let's just booty rubs. Let's just stop there. Oh, okay. I didn't know where we were going. Booty rubs matter. Um. I guess you don't call yourself tickle booty now for no reason, huh? Tried to tell you. Tried to told you. Um, Do you think you've had that in the past in your previous relationships? No matter which way I answer this, somebody gonna be mad. Whatever. But um, no. Not okay. in not in ways that has felt like that I was seen. Yeah. You know, I would like somebody who's close to I'm not gonna list out everything I want a partner on here. But I'm just saying you the boo might be listening. That's all right. Damn. You so just, yeah. You just cut them off right at the knees. Mm-hmm. People probably listening with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm still trying to get my Kyle Barker laugh together. But. Let's practice off air. <laughs> That was okay. That I wanted to be mad at that. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I just think that um dating is hard, hence the the, the uh the segment and that most of the people that I feel that way about are either too far from me or mm-hmm. too close to me. Sure. And so there's just no there's no room to date. Thank y'all for listening to this episode. Again, you know, we're always down for the feedback. But we have some announcements before we end this one. Gonna do my drum roll again? Oh my gosh, please don't. As it crescendos. So Queer Walk is going to be live at South by Southwest. Ah. Yeah. So we will be there the 10th through the 14th. Yep. Uh, I'll be there 10th through the 14th because the 15th I'm leaving so early in the morning it doesn't even count um and our show will be featuring guest guest starring we have special guests illustrious special the illustrious womanist race nerds of tea with queen and jay I'm currently booty popping okay (laughs) thank you for that (laughs) close (laughs) cat okay (laughs) wow Yeah, so if you are in the Austin, Texas area during that time, come check us out. We'll give y'all more information as the date nears as to, like, where and when our, um, um, like, podcast is actually going to be, because it's going to be live, so y'all could please come check us out. Um, Yeah, and then even if you don't have, like, a pass to South by Southwest or tickets or anything, just hit us up so we can meet you while we're down there. Because we know we have hella listeners in Texas. Yeah. Um, I know Texas is a big-ass state, but we have 
We like y'all are consistently in our top ten cities. So yes, this is so exciting. I've got some old socialist comrades down in uh oh my God. the Lone Star State. There you go. So I hope to see y'all down there. Shit. You know, start uh mix stirring the pot of revolution after we go live though. Yeah. And uh, so this is a semi-announcement, but it goes to follow that we'll be at South by Southwest. um, That if you're a patron, you can expect some exclusive content coming to you. Exclusive. Um, Some behind-the-scenes stuff, some leaked photos. Oh, no, that sounds... Wow. That sounds bad. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) Some unreleased photos. Did you do a separate photo shoot? (laughs) Some never-before-seen photos? I, I don't know. Let's just figure out how to talk about this. Just some behind the scenes, some unreleased. Unreleased still sound X rated. Yeah, just okay. say behind the scenes. Some pictures, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, some <laughs> posts from us and some other things that we have coming for the patrons too because, we, yeah, we just value your support and your continued um, support of us. Indeed. And, yeah, I mean, this is just like, wow. Like, wow, we about to. And the last announcement is. Um, because Nikita is Didi Daru Buddha. Okay. <laughs> you know LMA. Alright. So because that's Nikita's current state All and because right. I am still <laughs> We saw. We heard the DMs. <laughs> because my DM um, sliding is more like a, a DM stumble and fall yeah. on my face. Uh, we don't really have Curved Chronicles these days. So you can now submit your Curved Chronicles. So let us hear your tragedies or wins. If you've curved someone, I would right. love to read those. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, send them to us at QueerWalkPod at gmail.com and we'll read your Curved Chronicles and you know we would add our own commentary too. Yeah, and remember uh, <laughs> just let us know if we can, whatever name, name you yeah. send, let us know if we can use that or if you want to be anonymous. Yeah. So yep, QueerWalk at South by Southwest featuring T with Queen and Jay and you can now hit us up at the Gmail with your Curved Chronicles. So... And patrons, look out for some exclusive Exclusive, shit. yeah. So, yeah. All right. As you always say, wrap, wrap it up then. then. Oh, no, we cannot <laughs> say that anymore. Damn, oh, we didn't even fuck. talk about... So, for those... I, this The episode is over. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> but, real quick. <laughs> the thing... The thing about what Offset said was not the word queer in itself. It was the sentiment behind it. I don't vibe with queer. I don't vibe with queer. So it doesn't matter if he would have said, I don't vibe with... Sexually marginalized sexual identities. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga, you don't vibe with us. It doesn't doesn't even matter if you didn't use a word that used to be pejorative that I would say is now reclaimed. Um, You just said you don't vibe with us. That's the problem. Yeah. And also... (laughs) Also, in reference to Tickle Booty, there was like this mess on Twitter with, between Ja Rule and... Pinky. I don't even understand what was happening. I don't know what was going on, but I know I laughed for a good five minutes at <laughs> Tickle Booty trending. Yeah. And, <laughs> and him calling 50 Cent a power bottom. Yeah. I'm not going to get... Like, like you know, this is 
queer walk. I'm not going to get into, like, all of that. I think many people have talked about, like, the problem with, I guess, him saying that. But Nikita made a good point that whether or not this is a lover's quarrel, it speaks to queer people being cultural influencers that he used the word power bottom. And we're everywhere. We're everywhere. So so it's actually not that far-fetched that he would that know he would the know term what that, power yeah. bottom. Exactly. Uh, so now the episode over. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that note. Okay. We're Bye, done. y'all. Adios. <laughs> How are we going to end on power bottom? <laughs> power bottom. Uh, uh, power bottom. Uh, Take a booty. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs>